Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. My name is Eric, the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yes, I know I need to make a TikTok video. Last week has been insane with everything going on. Hopefully I'll be able to drop a TikTok video today. Um, We're here, guys. I mean, can you believe it? We have college football and NFL this weekend. Who would have thought? We would be at this point now where we're going to have football. And to all you naysayers out there, I'm sorry. I mean, let's look at this weekend. Just kind of sit back and look at this weekend. We have horse racing. Granted, the West Coast because of the wildfires, no Golden Gate today. But, you know, we got Kentucky Downs, which is a great betting track. A good betting card at uh, Gulfstream. So horse racing picks will be up. We got Woodbine. I'm going to have some plays for Woodbine. We got NASCAR today. We got college football today. We got MLB today. We got NBA today. We got UFC with my girl Angie Hill making history, being the first African-American woman to headline a show. We got NHL playoffs, NFL tomorrow. I mean, this weekend is a loaded weekend. And as a better, a sports investor, this is what I'm here for. This is my weekend, and I am pumped. People that signed up for the memberships, two positive days in a row, can't complain about that. I mean, honestly, in my eyes, we should have swept the board yesterday. I have no idea what Guy Hire was doing, the Tigers manager, taking out Casey Mize. And here's my point. Casey was the top pick, the top pick in the MLB draft. You pick him to be your workhorse, to be your top of the rotation man. And for his development... He needs to learn how to get out of those situations while you're steamrolling, having steamrolling. No hitter, no hit, no no hitter or not. You're steamrolling the opposition, which he was. He was steamrolling the White Sox. The White Sox couldn't hit him last night at all. And boom, okay, a walk, a double, you know, runner out on second and third, gets the ground ball out. Okay, so he gets an out. And Ghan, Ronnie comes out and pulls him. He's under 80 pitches. He's rolling as a person that has coached and still coaching a little bit to this day. You have to develop kids, develop students. And there's no better place than in a game-like situation to develop that. You need to leave that kid out there so he can have that and learn from it. And I really think he would have got out of that jam with the way he was pitching. Make the switch, home run come. You could see it coming a mile away. You could see it coming a mile away. And as a Tiger fan, it's just something that's important to remember. Ron's just there during this rebuild. He's not, when these young guys are coming up, he's just there during that. When stuff starts going and we start making our push for it, when all these young guys get to where they need to be, Ron's going to be long gone. He's not going to be the manager at all. I mean... His time at the Twins, he's showing, and that move right there is showing he's not the guy at all. But it's fine, though, because, you know, we're in a developmental stage. We're trying to build and everything. So, you know, it is what it is. But betting-wise, it hurt. Um, for those, I've had a couple people DM me, what about the Azarenka future? Guys, we had Azarenka at 28-1. to 1. We put half a unit on. If you're really struggling for bankroll management, okay, I get it. You can hedge it. I mean, I haven't even looked at the line. Right now, to be honest with you, because I wasn't going to hedge at all. But some of you guys, if you're struggling in your bankroll management, 
hedging. Okay, so I'm looking right now on the line. All right, let's pull it up. All right, Azarenka is plus 150 across the board. Osaka minus 175. I mean, if you guys want to get a little back, you can put three units to win a one and a half units. But I would not do that at all. I would not do that at all. I would let it ride and see what happens. I mean, because it's such a low-risk, high-reward bet. And that's why, historically, I don't hedge on futures. Now, if it's a situation where I think the future could lose, yeah, you know, I could hedge it. But it's such a low-risk, high-reward. Why do it? You know, I'm not losing my sleep over losing half a unit. And if you're losing your sleep over half a unit as a better, then you probably shouldn't be better. Okay? Half a unit is only half a unit. It's all about money management, guys. Um, also, in terms of college football, yes, I know. I gave out Western Kentucky. I'm high on Western Kentucky. Of course, 30 minutes after I break the send out the play of Western Kentucky, all this stuff comes about everybody that they're missing. Okay, you know, that's something that we're going to have to adjust on the fly for. I'm going to have to send the plays out a little bit later just for all this lake-breaking information that comes out with the COVID-19 and this COVID-19 era. So, you know, we'll make the adjustment for that. Uh, NASCAR plays will be sent out a little bit. You all have a couple UFC plays. But real quick, I just want to touch on the Thursday night game. A lot of people have, oh, Clyde edwards Lair. Oh, dude, you're totally wrong with him, man. So this is why it's important when you watch the game. You guys, when you watch the game, you have to watch the game without the sound off. Okay, because Michaels and Collinsworth, which is jacking the shit out of this guy. And I listened at halftime when Dungy compared him to Ward Dunn. Let's just kind of pump the brakes and let's kind of look at the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation was my point is he can't do he can't go and pass bro. He's not a good pass protector. And that's gonna limit the amount of snaps he's on the field. That was my point number one. Okay. His first time in pass pro, he missed the chip block, which led to a sack. And I'm spacing the guy's name that got the sack. That's the dude's first sack in, like, how many years? Like, two, like one or two years. Okay? So that's number one. Okay? So I, that was my statement. My statement was correct. Okay? Statement two. I said he can't run in, betw- in between the tackles. And he didn't. Every, everything they did where he had success was spread out. Okay? There's no in-between-the-tackle running. Okay, they gave him the ball three times inside the six. He couldn't score. He had 11 plays where it was a quote-unquote running down, so that means three yards or less, when he was in and the ball was handed off to him. Only three plays out of the 11, he made the line to gain. So if you're a quote-unquote workhorse every down, every down back, that's what you should be accomplishing. You should be having success in those situations, and Edwards Hilaire wasn't. So I'm not, oh, Eric, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. No, guys, watch the film. Watch what was going on. And then also the runs he did have. Texans were just missing tackles. That one long run he had, that dude on the Texans should have wrapped him up. He just missed the tackle. So it's not like he's like breaking off all these long runs and he's the man. It's it's completely something else, guys. You guys need to sit back, read the situation, and see what is happening. And you guys got too jacked up in what's going on. My my opinion of Alaire, it has not fucking changed at all. Kyle Edwards Alaire is still undersized, can't run in between the tackles, and can't pass bro. And until I see something that changes my eyes, 
it's going to be that against a team like the Texans that obviously wasn't prepared on defense. Obviously, their tackling isn't that good. Yeah, he'll have a good game. But you're telling me against the Ravens, against the Colts, teams with better defenses, he's going to be able to do that? No, hell no. Hell no. There's no chance at all he's going to be able to do that. Now, with NFL starting, I just want to review how I chip away at a DFS lineup. So, every Wednesday, you guys can find my rankings for the upcoming week at etof21sports.com. Click on the little bar, click on fantasy rankings, they'll be up there. Okay, so you click on them. Now, what I do in my spreadsheet is I import the fan duels and DraftKings prices. Okay, so I import that in there. And then I start chipping away. Just chipping away, dudes. Okay, so I have a list of quarterbacks I want, running backs I want, wide receivers I want, tight ends I want, and defenses I want. And then I just start chipping, chipping, chipping away. Okay, and that's how I build my roster. Now, I haven't really looked at it yet. I have my my positional breakdown of who I want. But out of that, I usually have three guys, and all three of those guys, they are on every single team. They are my quote-unquote core roster. That's my core, those three dudes. And they'll be in every lineup. And like I said, this year it's very simple what I'm doing. Okay, and this is what I suggest you guys do. You do one millionaire maker, one of the, the more expensive contests, because in the expensive contest, your winning point of money one is much lesser. Okay, number th- three and four entries are going to be 50-50. That's why I started doing it at the end of the season. That's when I started banking more money. I mean, that's all I do. I do four entries. I'm not one of these clowns. I'm not going to call out the DFS guys on Twitter that put in multiple lineups and live in their mom and dad's basement, but hey, they won the Millionaire Maker just because they had all possibilities covered. That really doesn't fucking impress me. I know who you guys are. I can call you guys out, but I'm not going to do that, okay? I'd much rather do it like this, and yes, I've had success with the way I've do it, done it, and I'm not going to I'm not gonna, like, do what you guys do. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't impress me as a fantasy football player if you have 25 lineups and one lineup wins. The Millionaire Maker. It impresses me as a fantasy football player if you have one lineup in the Millionaire Maker and that one lineup placed in the top 25. Then I'm impressed. Then I'm impressed. But the way FanDuel and DraftKings do it is they sell you guys a lot of tickets. You kind of got to kind of be smart with the way you play it back and how you compete against them and just kind of like how you think when you're putting the lineup together. I mean, look at best ball. Best ball, there's all these rumors that they're using bots in their best ball. Can you imagine a publicly traded stock using using a best ball? Using bots in a best ball. I mean, that is unheard of. And if it's true, oh my God, that's going to the downfall of DraftKings is, will be will be there. So we'll have to see on that. Um, now, now let me talk about betting. Okay. So the first week in, in NFL is kind of crazy to me. And we kind of saw it last week in college because you have these quote unquote betting experts that they call themselves. Bet BYU. Okay. Oh, dude, I got BYU minus one. Okay. Now, granted, BYU kicked the living shit out of Navy. Navy looked beyond, beyond awful. Okay, they looked awful. 
But my point is this. BYU opened up getting five points. Opened up getting five points. Okay? After they opened up getting five points, the line moved six points. So you're playing a six-point stale line, and you're telling me you're playing a six-point stale line, and you're playing the best number possible? Well, Eric, it doesn't matter. I see value. No, no, no. When you're a better, you can't do that. Good betters don't do that. Now, that brings me to this with the NFL. The NFL is coming, and there's a, been a lot of line movement. So if you guys have an opinion, you guys got to make sure it's a real strong opinion and that you are very, what's the word I'm looking for, confident in it. You can't be playing stale numbers, okay? If you play stale numbers, I mean, you're going to line yourself up for a long season of betting, okay? Now, on top of that, my last thing is this. We need to talk about the NBA, okay? And, and especially players in the NBA. Now, as all of you know, because I, I talk about all the time, I go to a lot of Bucks games. I'm a Bucks season ticket holder. And Eric Bledsoe plays great in the regular season. But he doesn't play great in the playoffs. Why is that? Well, what you guys need to understand is playoff basketball and NBA basketball are two completely different things. Completely different things. Okay? Now, why is that? NBA basketball, like, you're like, oh, hey, you got this guy. And it could be a random Tuesday in Orlando. And, the, like, whoever, um, give me a name, give me a name. Jimmy Butler's like, oh, yeah, whatever. But in playoff basketball, you are so locked in of what the player can and can't do. So, hypothetically, you know Bledsoe can't shoot, but he can drive. So, what do you do? You lay off that drive. As a player, you need to be able to check off box A, B, C, D. Force him left, he can go. Back him up, make a jump shot. Follow me, he can make a three throw. Back him down, make a jump shot. Post him up. So as a player, you have to be able to check off multiple boxes. And Eric Bledsoe, for as much as the Bucks like him, as much as Giannis likes him, as much as Middleton likes him, how many of those boxes does he really check off? Not that many. And until the Bucks start getting more players that can check off those boxes and not just be that quote-unquote one-dimensional player, they're going to be in this rut. And I, the more and more and more I think about it, unfortunately, I, I think Giannis is gone, guys. I mean, I hate to say it, but I really think Giannis is fucking gone. I mean, there's going to be so much pressure on him to win. Obviously, they need to let Budenheiser go. I mean, you watched what Spolstra did to Budenheiser, it was nice. I, I, he pimped him. There was any time the Bucks got on a run, Spolster immediately took one of those timeouts. Spolster understands. I don't really want a timeout at the end of the game. I want to be in a position to win the game at the end of the game rather than having these timeouts. Budenholzer always sits on these timeouts. That's what he always does because he wants them for the end of the game. Okay, so what? You got timeouts for the fucking end of the game. What the fuck does that do for you, Coach Bud? Spolstra understands that. Spolstra ran circles around him. And then you look at the team construction, team, team, excuse me, the team construction that is going on in Miami versus Milwaukee. It's completely different. Oh, we got shooters around Giannis. That's great. But so what? Giannis has one move. One move at all. One move at all. 
I mean, I love the guy. I think he's great, but he definitely has to do a better job with his offensive arsenal. He's got one move. That's it. One move. And of that one move, what happens? Everyone knows it's coming. Everyone packs it. They shut it down. And that's the thing, like, you guys need to, the Bucks need to do is they need to get someone else that can create and someone else that can check off more boxes so that it's not all on Giannis and the offense is just stagnant. Yeah, of course the ball moved more when Giannis is out of the game because Giannis' play is just drive to the hole. I mean, if Coach Budenholzer should have just said to Giannis, dude, you have a smaller guy guarding you, get your ass down. If it's fine, if it's Bam, you can back him out. But if it's anyone but Bam on the Heat, your ass is down in the block and you're posting well because of how strong you are. And I said it last year. I could care less about the three-point shooting. To me, in his development, the first thing that needs to be taken care of is the three-throw shooting because he's a big physical guy that is going to get hacked. And you have to be able to make three-throws at the end of the game. If you cannot make three-throws at the end of the game... I mean, it's going to become a hack shack and hell, even Shaquille O'Neal, he was able to make three throws at the end of the game. So, I mean, you guys need to understand that until Giannis addresses some stuff, A, and two, the Bucks do a better job surrounding him, and three, get a better coach, this is just still going to be going on in Milwaukee. A good regular season team and a piss-poor, piss-poor team in the playoffs. This is two years in a row they've underachieved, and Coach Bud needs to be held accountable. Um, and rumors are circulating about Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul would fit in. But how the hell are you going to get a Oklahoma City team that's quote-unquote rebuilding taking on that Bledsoe salary? So it's going to be have to be creative what the Bucks do. I mean, but the Bucks definitely need, like, a better quote-unquote leader. I mean, dude, you look at someone like Marcus Smart. I mean, Marcus Smart, Boston six-man promoted up to starting he's out there i mean i've said it a numerous times that guy will throw gasoline on himself run through hell to get a win dive on the loose ball take a charge make a three complain to the official but when he complains and gets in someone's face he never loses his cool i mean that dude the bucks need those dudes if they want to compete um also a reminder podcast will always be coming out on saturday during, when, when during the day, and maybe a little later, maybe a little earlier. There'll always be a podcast on Saturday. Um, I'll try to do one either Monday or Tuesday, just to kind of depending on my schedule's doing. Um, on Wednesday, the fantasy football rankings will be up on ETOF21 Sports. On Friday, I will be releasing my bold prediction for fantasy football. I'll, I, like... I would like to run a contest on it. If you guys, that's something interesting, I think, you know, let me know. I'll run like, get a day pass free or something like that. I'll do something like that where if your bold prediction hits, you get a day pass free in terms of the betting world. Um, And lastly, I believe I'm going to be on the That's What G Said podcast on this Wednesday. I'm just going to talk NFL, just some games coming up, some stuff that stood out, some stuff I saw, some stuff I didn't like, just stuff like that, guys. So... Make sure you check that out. That's what G said podcast at the end of the week. Um, also, make sure that if you're not interested, oh, excuse me, if you are interested in joining the betting team, DM me. I'm sure I can work something out with you guys. You know, my pricing is on etop21sports.com in terms of packages. 
and be safe, be well, and let's not overbet, guys. Let's cash some tickets this weekend.